Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools. And you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com www.ptschoolprobe.com and use the code preptgrind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's preptgrind for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschool, P-R-O-B-E, probe.com, and use the code preptgrind in lowercase letters to, to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered, and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we just want to help y'all level up. We, we want y'all to uh, get into PT school without wasting time or money. That's what this platform is for. And so uh, if you've listened to other episodes, this one's a little different. Usually it's usually myself and Casey Coleman. And so uh, today I actually have uh, the pleasure of being joined by our guest, Dr. Julia uh, who is a pelvic health physical therapist. And we're going to kind of dive into what that is here in just a moment. But more importantly, I just want y'all to like, like to, to just listen be, be, before I introduce her fully, y'all. Like, I just want y'all to listen very carefully to this because um, she did a little bit of what y'all are going to hear today. She actually shared this message with our coaching students in the accepted system. And all I can say is that the feedback we've been getting from specific students who have basically been saying, oh my goodness, like this is already helping me in my rotations in PT school and all this other stuff. Y'all like, this is some tangible stuff that whether or not you're interested in pelvic health PT, 
Uh, you want to listen to this. And then after you listen to it, listen to it again. And then after you listen to it again, then share it with a friend and then listen to it a third time. That's literally how good this is going to be. So uh, real quick, uh, Julia is a women's, women's sports medicine, physical therapist and yoga instructor who is passionate about empowering and encouraging women around the world with the message of hope and healing. She is the CEO of Core 4 Healing and Wellness, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania's primary premier, premier, I can't even talk, y'all, like premier pelvic health center. She is also the creator of pelvic health kickstarters, pelvic health kickstarters, LLC, where she passionately pursues her mission of guiding and equipping the next generation of pelvic health practitioners. Julia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, just being willing to serve students. Cause that's like, I know you're passionate about it and I think they're going to get a feeling of that here in a moment, but thank you. Thank you so much. How are you feeling? Oh my gosh, Joseph, thank you so much. It is a complete honor and joy to be here. I wish you could do the intro for just like all the mundane things I do in life. <laughs> like when I walk into rooms, I wish you could just like do my intro, run some music. Like that would that would be perfect. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wouldn't life be amazing if that just happened? Like you just yeah. walk in somewhere's like, hey welcoming the one and only. <laughs> yeah well, you're getting me hyped on my own life here. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh dang. <laughs> hey, I did that. And then I did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so, 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 so all, all jokes aside, we're going to have a good time today. I mean, if, Absolutely. if you're not having a good time while learning, what's the point, right? Exactly. So, uh, so, 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 so let's do this because I know you have so much to offer and I'm just going to basically be a student <laughs> with the listeners and I'm just going to be listening. But uh, really what we're going to dive into today uh, for y'all listening is um, a little bit of what kind of drew Julia into physical therapy um, and then also her transition into what she does today. Um, and then why what we're about to talk about today matters so much to you as a student. And then more importantly, how after y'all hear what you're about to hear in the next few moments, you can take drastic action afterwards and uh, learn more because that's where all the magic's at. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, what like what drew you to physical therapy? Like, how did you get into this world of physical therapy? And then um, shoot, transition into kind of what you do today, because I know they all intertwine. So um, the stage is yours. Oh, wonderful. Yes, a lot of intertwining. So my introduction to physical therapy was literally out of the womb. Uh, My mom was a physical therapist for 35 years, owned her own practice about a mile down the road from where my, my family grew up. So my younger brother and I essentially grew up in my mom's clinic. Um, I knew I wanted to be a PT, yeah, pretty pretty much since day one, because um, I just saw the work that my mom was doing. She she basically never worked a day in her life. She just went to the clinic. She had fun. She connected with patients. Um, my mom had a reputation as being the PT in the area that all the other PTs would send their quote unquote problem patients to, the ones that they just didn't know what to do with. And my mom had this amazing gift for thinking outside the box, getting patients involved, actively involved in their plan of care and excited about healing and wellness. And I loved that. And of course, being a kid, you walk into a physical therapy clinic and there's like trampolines and like, you know, big Swiss balls and things to climb on. So yeah, it was a kid's paradise. So always wanted to do that. Just wanted to have fun and play all day. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that's, that's very different from what I normally hear because most of the times we're usually hearing stories like I didn't know what PT was until I was in college or until I was in high school or until I got injured and had to go and get treated. So uh, this was something that you knew for basically your whole life that 
this was a world that you were just like, wow, like watching your mom. It's like, wow, this is a world that I feel like I can basically be a part of. So um, what was the transition for you then? So like, what was it difficult? Like now that you knew you always wanted to be a physical therapist, like was it difficult to ultimately get into PT school or how was that process for you before we transition into uh, what you currently do today, which is I think where all the fun's going to be for this conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. And also, because I know there are a bunch of students watching this, um, I also want to say no matter what your story is of how you came to be a PT or came to enter PT school, your story is so special and so valid. You don't have to have an amazing story. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I had like this crazy injury and went through rehab. Like if you are in the PT profession, you are meant to be here. There was something that called you here. And most likely it is because you have a love for people and a compassion for the world. So just know that you're right where you need to be, no matter what your story is. Um, So yes, great question. So uh, getting into PT school. um, So I entered undergrad at Slippery Rock University. Uh, For those of you who are not PA residents, no, I did not make up the name of my school. Slippery Rock is a real school. Um, Our mascot for a long time was a literal rock, uh, but that is beyond the point. Uh, (laughs) So anyways, I went to Slippery Rock University, uh, started as exercise science, knew I wanted to go to PT school and wanted to set myself up in the best way possible to achieve my PT dreams. So um, I started volunteering as a mock patient for the PT students at the university. And every student I came in contact with, I would ask them the same question, like, hey, if you could go back to undergrad and do something differently to set yourself up to be the best PT you could possibly be, is there anything you would do differently? And um, I got a lot of really cool answers. One of the most popular ones that I got, uh, students were telling me that they would have majored in their undergrad as an athletic training major. And I was like, oh, I've never even heard of athletic training. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, central PA. We definitely did not have athletic trainers. Um, And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So I looked into the athletic training program and I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like I don't have to wait until my senior year to start treating actual clients and patients and working with people one-on-one. Like I can start to develop my skill set now. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. So applied to the program. Uh, graduated as an athletic training major, and then went to PT school. So I applied to about seven schools, got into six. Um, and then you have to make like this crazy decision, right? That affects like at, in the moment, you're like the rest of my life and figure out which school is the best option for you. And uh, I ended up choosing Chatham University in Pittsburgh. And literally uh, the reason I chose that school is because of my best friend, Becca. Uh, Becca has a connective tissue disorder. She has been in and out of physical therapy pretty much her entire life. Becca and I actually became really close because we spent a lot of time in the ER together weekly um, because she was always dislocating. Uh, So Becca had been in and out of therapy her whole life. And I was like, hey, like I'm trying to figure out what PT school to go to. Like, do you have any insight? Like you are so familiar with the world of physical therapy. You've been in it. You've been a patient for so long. And she's like, honestly, the best PTs I've had our graduates of Chatham. And she's like, I think they can just think outside the box. Like I'm not a cookie cutter type of patient. I'm not textbook. And they've been the ones who've really been able to help me. So I was like, all right, done deal going to Chatham. Uh, so I was a Chatham Cougar and, uh, love my experience. PT school was awesome. You are just, uh, uh, united with the best people. Um, your classmates are going to be most likely friends for life. 
just because you all share this common bond and this common thread of wanting to pour into the world, wanting to help others. And I mean, you're spending like two and a half years, like giving each other massages. So like, yeah, you get pretty close. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about my PT journey. And I'll go ahead and segue us into like pelvic health as well, since we're here. Um, so while I was in PT school, my PT school, like many other schools, uh, did not have a pelvic health class, uh, nor were there any pelvic health electives or pelvic health rotations. When I went to PT school, I actually had no idea what pelvic health was. We had a guest speaker who came in and she gave a two-hour lecture and a two-hour lab about pelvic health, and I was anything but impressed. I had no idea what this was. The way it was presented was just not presented um, with passion, and I resonate a lot with passion um, and people who enjoy what they're doing and are interested and absorbed in the work that they are doing, and uh, I just didn't, I didn't feel this. And uh, this was so beyond anything I'd ever seen my mom do. So I was like, well, this isn't like, you know, sports ortho, like I want to do what my mom did. Like, this is this is weird. I was just not impressed. Um, beyond PT school, I started working in Denver, Colorado, working with triathletes um, with Dr. Kevin DeGroot, who was my very first mentor in the field. And it was amazing. It was a cash based practice. So we we're seeing all of these phenomenal athletes at the top of their game. And I started realizing a little bit of a pattern in this experience. And the pattern that I was seeing was that we were able to take these athletes to about 90, 95%. But then we started hitting a wall. And I was like, what is happening here? Um, like, I don't want to send people out the door with lingering low back pain or, you know, lingering neck pain. Like, what are we missing? Where, where's this driver of pain and dysfunction that we are not addressing? And um, I started thinking, hey, maybe it's the, the pelvic floor. I've heard about that. Literally have no training in it. That could be it. But as soon as that thought crept in my head, I'm like, well, that's not important. Like I've totally wrote that off because it was just, it was weird. It was uninviting when it was presented to me. I'm like, nah, no thanks. Um, but that's when I started thinking about it. Um, I then went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I started working in a trauma one hospital on their acute spinal cord uh, injury unit. And it was really interesting because I was actually living like a block away from what they call the war zone. So that's where uh, during that time, that's where all the gangs would meet up to like uh, physically maim each other. I don't know. I don't really know what, what gangs do, um, but I would hear gunshots throughout the night. And then I would go into work in the morning and meet all of these predominantly young men who had been shot, who had um, sustained spinal cord injuries and may never walk again is essentially the reality of that situation. And I realized working with these individuals, one of the very first things that we wanted to try to get back uh, or give them back was their sense of independence through bowel and bladder function. Uh, because bowel and bladder function is essentially like the foundation of your humanity. If you can control your bowel and bladder, you have a bit of your humanity back. And I was like, wow, this is really important. This is really transformative. And again, I started thinking like, huh, well, this is pelvic health. Um, Fast forward, I started working in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was working in a really toxic work environment, a large corporate practice. Um, and it was just, it was not for me at all. I desperately needed out of that situation. It was affecting my health. It was affecting my quality of life. I didn't feel that I was able to fulfill my full potential in that environment. And I didn't feel that patients were getting the care that they deserved. So I was looking for an out and I ultimately decided that 
the only way out was to start my own practice. So I started looking at my community in Chattanooga and I was like, great, what does chat need? Like what niche can I fill? What gap can I fill to really pour into my community here? And I realized pretty fast that the gap was pelvic health um, in Wait. so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. It, so, so for me, like, 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 as I'm listening and I'm sure all the listeners are kind of going through this right now, like it's, it, it's kind of unreal how that full circle happens, right? Because I think, and I said this to you uh, when we did this for the accepted system students was like, it's from like, like it's always mind boggling how one person can shift or negatively, like Mm -hmm. give us a negative perception of something, right? Because now you're caught up in a space where uh, you basically just kind of said, hey, I got to leave this job because clearly it's not the environment that I want to be in. It's not an environment where I feel patients are being cared for well. And this thing that you had basically written off because you had heard this presentation that basically left you unimpressed. So you're like, yeah, that, that can't really be it after kind of working with Kevin and, you know, having, you know, all these like, you know, patients that were getting to pretty close to where they needed to be, but there was this wall, maybe pelvic health, let's kind of brush it off to where you're seeing, you know, patients that have been basically uh, in pretty like, like extreme like injuries, right? Where we're now, it's like, what can I do to just give them a bit of their humanity back? It just comes back to that. And it's just crazy because like, like, like we always like, like, like we don't realize. And I think it's as a receiver and as a giver, we just also have like, like, as we transition here in the conversation, like, like we also have to be very careful of what we're putting out. Like, don't, don't, don't put out what you feel like, like whether it's negative or whatnot, just be careful that what you put out has an impact drastically right like yes. i already know that this interview right here is going to like how do i know that well i saw it happen when you spoke to the accepted systems <laughs> but i know that this interview will have a positive impact simply because you're speaking from the perspective of like yo like this is what i do and this is what it's doing and this is how the body works and if we ignore this then what are we really doing like are we are we giving our patients or our future patients because these are students listening are we giving our future patients a chance to actually get back to 100%? So it's just, mm-hmm. ju- just be very careful. But as a listener, guys, like guys and gals, um, as a listener, also be very wary though. Like just because something doesn't seem interesting in the moment doesn't mean it's unimportant. It just means that that person may have been a terrible communicator or they themselves didn't fully understand the value of what they were sharing. So I just want to kind of highlight that because I was just watching that full circle and I was like, that's that's just unreal. So now we're back to present, which is basically you're like, I'm looking for an opportunity to serve, like basically a, a problem that no one is really solving at a high level that I can basically fit in and solve. So um, I'll have you continue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that you pulled that out of uh, out of my story. That's so important. Um, yeah, everything, everything that we do in life has some sort of impact. Um, and the energy that we put into life and the way that we go throughout our lives, the way that we move throughout the world, that energy has impact. So that's something that I like to think about. What sort of energy am I putting into the world? What sort of impact am I having? Um, And I encourage everyone who's listening to this, uh, maybe, you know, do some introspection and think about that for yourself as well. Uh, Yeah, so I decided I was going to start my own, (laughs) my own practice. And all of a sudden, it became very clear that Um, I needed to look into pelvic health because that was what the community needed. And I had a very strong desire 
to serve my community. Uh, there was a need. Um, if you look at pelvic health, pelvic health is fairly new. It's a fairly new field in physical therapy. Uh, it came to the United States a little less than 15 years ago. And uh, it is literally taken our country by storm. It's taken the world by storm. And the reason for that is that pelvic health is much more than just a subspecialty of physical therapy. It is literally a movement and it is a mission. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a second because um, where I'm at in my story, I had no idea what pelvic health was. All I knew is that it could be maybe be my ticket out of a really toxic work environment. And I was really eager and desperate to take that. If it was gonna get me out and give me my health back and give me a sense of fulfillment, I was on board. So I started diving in deep into the world of pelvic health. And when I was looking into the world of pelvic health, there weren't a lot of opportunities for education, for mentorship, for resources, for networking. I literally didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know where to go. So I just started buying all the pelvic health books off of Amazon. There were a few podcasts at that time. So I started listening to some of the podcasts. I started reading blogs, anything I could get my hands on. I was like, all right, I just want to figure out what this world is about, and if there is a chance that it might be for me. And it was amazing what I discovered, because I discovered that the world of pelvic health is incredibly important. I realized that pelvic health, I'd been essentially working with pelvic health clients my entire career. Anyone who moves and has a pelvic floor, which is essentially anyone you treat as a PT, no matter what kind of PT you are and what setting you are, they are a pelvic health client. Um, and I realized as I was reading through all this research that I had essentially been doing my patients a disservice for years just because there was a gap in my knowledge and skill set. And I realized um, there's this one uh, research article that is quoted a lot. So 75% of individuals with chronic low back pain have pelvic floor dysfunction. And that article really hit me because at that point in my career, I had treated hundreds of people with low back pain. I mean, low back pain is totally an epidemic. Um, pretty much, I think the I think the number is like 95% of individuals will experience low back pain at some point in their life. And I started thinking back on all of my patients that I treated with low back pain. And I was like, how many times did I look at their pelvic floor? Well, none, because I had no idea what the pelvic floor was, why it was important, um, where it was, how to assess it. I knew nothing. And this information had never really been presented to me. I also realized that the pelvic floor and the deep core system, so the system that is your pressure management system in the midline of your body, kind of like in the trunk of your body, this whole system is literally the origin from which all movement occurs. And this really hit me hard because as a PT, our governing body, the APTA, they define us as experts in human movement. And here I was for the first time learning that the, the origin of human movement was in a part of the body that I had never been educated on. And I was like, how have I been calling myself an expert in human movement for all this time without understanding where movement originates from and how to support that movement? And that was just mind blowing to me. Um, so at that point, I was hooked. I was face down in the Kool-Aid. I was like, yes, pelvic floor. Like, this is amazing. I started using some of these concepts that I was reading about. 
I also started taking some coursework and applying it to my orthopedic patients because uh, I was working as an ortho PT at the time. And I saw this amazing transformation that was beyond my expectations. Patients were getting better faster. They were feeling better. They were reaching their goals. They were coming in with a renewed sense of confidence. And I was like, wow, like, where is this coming from? Like, I just, you know, brought some awareness to their pelvic floor, like brought that system back online and their outcomes are just like, like out of this world. Um, so that's how I got hooked. I eventually started my own practice. Um, there's a bit more to the story here. So if anyone wants to hear it, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I'm up for grabs. You can rent me out like a library book and I can talk forever. Um, but yeah, started my own practice and the clientele that I started treating in Chattanooga was new moms. So uh, women who had just had babies after their six week checkup, I would go into their home and start helping them rehab their pelvic floor. Um, I should also back up a little bit uh, because I was talking about courses that I started taking in pelvic health. So when I was interested in pelvic health, there were only two course tracks. Um, there's still only two course tracks to specialize in pelvic health. If you choose to, you do not need to specialize in pelvic health in order to practice pelvic health. Um, so these two tracks are offered by the APTA and Herman and Wallace. So I started taking Herman and Wallace coursework. And when I approached my clinic director about wanting to take some public health courses, her response was, well, we don't practice public health here. So like, you could go take those courses, but we're not going to pay for them. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I want to take these courses, so I will pay for them. And there were no courses offered in my city. So I was paying for travel, paying for accommodations, paying for this two week course or not two week, two day course, two day weekend course. And uh, I wish courses were two weeks long. It's like a vacation. Um, and then I got back into the clinic the next day and my supervisor came up to me and she's like, hey, just wanted to let you know, um, since you're like a pelvic health PT now, you took that two day course and you know all this stuff, like you have pelvic health clients on your caseload. You have about five. We started marketing for, for pelvic health services. So good luck out there, kid. And I was like, what? Like, this is total baptism by fire. Like, I know nothing about treating pelvic health clients. Like, I went to a two-day course. I got sent home with a binder. And that was it. I had no contacts. I had no one to ask for help. I had no one to bounce ideas off of. It was just me. And I went into, like, complete panic mode. Um, I don't even remember that day. I definitely like blacked out in my mind. I have no idea what I did, what I said. I don't remember. Um, but I was just like, wow, this is, this is incredibly hard. Like there must be a better way. And I started thinking about my journey. It's like, well, my intro to pelvic health was very lackluster, was not a good introduction. Pelvic health is extremely important. It is literally um, the origin of human movement. And as PTs, that's what we are experts in. Also, the path, if you're interested in pelvic health, is not like really laid out. Uh, there's no mentorship. There's no networking. There's no access to resources. Sure, you can take some courses and hopefully your clinic pays for them. But if they don't, then, then what? It's on you. And you're chasing after this goal and perhaps feeling very alone in your journey. And, and that's what I was feeling. As I started meeting more pelvic health PTs, I realized that their journey was extremely similar to mine. And um, something that I uh, that creates a little bit of friction in my life is injustice. So I am definitely a fan of justice. I'm a an idealist at my core. 
if things are a certain way, I'm asking, great, how can they be better? And this was something where I was like, wow, the world of pelvic health, like we need more pelvic health practitioners. Why are we making this so hard? It needs to be easier. We need individuals who are interested in pelvic health to have a path laid out for them so that they can explore this field so that they can get access to this information. And so they can help so many people within our local and global communities who have been suffering in silence with pelvic floor dysfunction. And uh, I guess I'm creating my own segues. So uh, I'll go ahead I, and segue. I'm lo- I am <laughs> loving this. Like I, I'm, I'm over here just like, this is straight fire, <laughs> y'all. This is straight fire. But, but, but yeah. one thing I do want us to come back to um, after you finish is mm-hmm. for the people that are like wanting to kind of put the pieces together, like like some of the, like 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 understanding why this is not just like like the notion that you said that you know it's not some 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 segment of physical mm. therapy it is like the centerpiece of what we do because yes. i remember you talking about that and you kind of mentioned it a little bit with um j- just talking about where movement originates from i, I do want us mm-hmm. to come back to that because i want people to really understand why like whether you want to be a pelvic health pt or not like it doesn't matter like like just understand that the, like what we're talking about today for y'all listening is going to be such a key part of your ability to really get your patients fully better because mm-hmm. a lot of PTs struggle to kind of get that last uh, five to 10%. And, and then this is the key because movement doesn't actually originate from just the core muscles as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's all, like there's a big difference between the core muscles as we know it and also um, just kind of how those muscles, you know, you know correlate with the, the pelvic floor and everything else and why that is the actual centerpiece for everything and why um, it'll help us get patients better faster as future clinicians. So I do want us to come back yes. to that, but, uh, but keep going. Cause I'm loving oh, it. Oh, well, let's dive right into that. Cause that, that's actually where I was like trying to segue to. So this is perfect. Oh, look We're at that. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. All good. All yours. Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're all probably wondering what pelvic health is. Um, so I would love to tell you because I love talking about this. It is something I'm extremely passionate in and uh, have basically dedicated my entire life to, um, to treating patients with pelvic health needs um, and also encouraging the next generation of pelvic health educators, advocates, and clinicians in any way that I can, uniting them with resources, uniting them with education, uniting them with mentorship so they can thrive and help heal our world. Um, so pelvic health, as I mentioned, it's a pretty new field of PT. When it first came to the United States, we called it women's health because we thought that all of these different dysfunctions that we were seeing centered around the pelvis were women's issues. And this could not be further from the truth. So when I'm talking about pelvic floor dysfunction, I'm talking about um, disequilibrium or uh, imbalances within the pelvic floor and the core system, the deep core system. And the deep core system is basically the cylinder of muscle within the midsection of your body. And as I mentioned um, a little while ago, it is the pressure canister for your body. So this cylinder of muscle is comprised out of the pelvic floor on the bottom of your pelvis. This creates a hammock of muscle. There's three different layers with multiple muscles within each layer that do a lot of really vital functions in the body. But we'll talk about this from a movement perspective. So obviously the, the pelvic floor keeps your visceral organs in your, inside your body, which is really great and things like that. But we'll talk about this from a movement standpoint. 
So that is the floor of the deep core system. The roof of the deep core system is your breathing diaphragm. The sides wrapping around to the front of that cylinder is your transversus abdominis, which is the deepest abdominal muscle in the human body. It's essentially the corset. And then on the back, we have the little multifidi muscles, which usually go under, they're usually underappreciated. They are extremely important. They play so many vital roles um, and they get their spotlight when we talk about pelvic health, which I love. So the multifidi muscles, they go along the vertebrae of the spine. So this is the system. This is our pressure management system. So whenever you are reaching for something, this is the system that turns on first in anticipation of that movement. Your pelvic floor is the very first group of muscles to activate in anticipation of every single movement that you do. So if you're reaching for something, pelvic floor has already engaged to support that movement and to help manage the pressures within that deep core system. If you're walking or running, you have ground reaction forces that are coming up through your legs. Before you take a step, your pelvic floor is already engaging to support that movement. Without the pelvic floor and the deep core system coordinating together to manage these ground reaction forces, these loads, whatever forces you're bringing into your body, you will not be able to move. And if you are able to move, you will not be moving fluidly. That's where compensations occur. That's where dysfunction occurs. Every pain in the human body, you could really relate back to this in this system. You really could. And that's why there's so much new research coming out recently talking about all these amazing connections. So for example, we're now finding that individuals with chronic neck pain, TMJ issues, grinding their teeth at night, really hypertrophied master muscles or your chewing muscles, that if they have a a lot of dysfunction within the jaw, they most likely have dysfunction in the pelvic floor. We're also finding that individuals with chronic plantar fasciitis, so really tight fascia on the bottoms of their feet, also have pelvic floor dysfunction. And of course, we already know individuals with low back pain, they probably have pelvic floor dysfunction as well. So this system is so important. It really touches on everything that we do within physical therapy. So as I mentioned, uh, pelvic health PT used to be known as women's health because we were like, oh, all these dysfunctions are women's issues. Dysfunctions such as incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, where your organs start to descend into the pelvic bowl and maybe even outside of your body. Um, Diastasis recti, which is essentially a herniation of your abdominal wall. Pelvic pain, low back pain, pain with sex, all these different things. These are all women's issues, but it could not be further from the truth because these are not women's issues. These are human issues because if you have a pelvic floor and you move, you are a pelvic health client. If there is dysfunction in the system, if there are kinks within the system and the system cannot function optimally, we're going to have dysfunction. And that leads to these sequelae of symptoms that we label as diagnoses and treat patients for. So men have pelvic health dysfunctions, children, geriatric populations, neuropopulations, the LGBTQ plus community, anyone who has a pelvic floor and moves, these are all human issues and they are affecting so many people in our world. So for example, as we're having this conversation as people are listening in right now, there are over 75 million people in the United States alone who are suffering from stress urinary incontinence. And the reality is that no matter what your story is, your background is, incontinence, uh, which is urine leakage, does not have to be a part of your story. It never does. It is completely solvable. And when we address the pelvic floor in the deep core system, this diagnosis, this label, 
it disappears because we are giving the system what it needs to thrive. So that's a little bit about pelvic health. Um, it's important to note that this entire system is activated by the breath. So if you think about it as a society, um, we're actually terrible breathers. I spend most of my days just teaching people how to breathe. So for example, anyone who's listening, if you take a hand and put it over your chest and you take your other hand and put it over your lower belly and take a breath in, see which hand rises more. For most of us, it's most likely going to be that chest hand, meaning that you're engaging in more of upper chest breathing. Well, that's fine and dandy, but we know that the breath is the key in the ignition that fires up this whole deep core system. The breath has to get into the pelvic bowl in order to fire up this system. So if we're only breathing from our upper chest, we're literally not firing up this system to help support our movement. That's why breath is so important. What the breath does is that when you breathe in, your diaphragm descends, your pelvic floor muscles lengthen and elongate, your belly button extends outward away from your spine. So your transverses abdominus muscle is on stretch and your multifidi muscles also go on stretch. You have 360 degrees of excursion when you take a deep breath in. At this point in the game, all of these muscles are on stretch. So when we have a muscle that's on stretch, we have potential energy. We have something, we have energy that we can do something with. And when we exhale, all these muscles come back to their resting position. We take that potential energy, we turn it into kinetic energy, and there's this elastic recoil that occurs that literally stabilizes the pelvis and the low back in order to create that, um, that stability and that support from which we can move from. So if we're not engaging in proper breathing, we're really not firing up our system. Um, posture and positioning can put kinks in the system. We know that muscles perform best when they're at their midline. Uh, so these are all things that pelvic health PTs are looking at. We're essentially looking for dysfunction and providing the body with balance and equilibrium. And if you're a PT in any setting, no matter if you're a sports and ortho PT, a neuro PT, a geriatric PT, uh, any PT, if you're working with canines, I actually don't really know about canines. This might not apply. So humans, any PTs working with humans, these concepts are so vital and so important because they affect every person that you're going to be coming into contact with. We are experts in human movement. Teach your, your patients and your clients how to move better by targeting the origin and the seat of human movement by targeting the pelvic floor and the deep core system. Oh my! Oh, let do y'all do y'all see why why we brought her on, <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all? Like I, I I mean this is this is such like like first of all I appreciate how um how how great of a communicator you are because this is not easy to really communicate like like it's very easy to kind of go on a rant and basically have it go over everybody's head but but the way you communicate that was just so easy to grasp and it's um it's 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 surreal that we were never taught this in pt school like i i, I do not remember this in any of my classes in physical therapy mm, school yeah. but 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 this is such a key part of um, how we function, whether we're young or we're older, right? And so um, this was uh, absolutely amazing. So uh, for those of y'all listening, let us know. Let us know what your big takeaways were. Feel free to, um, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of the best ways, like hit us up on any of our social media platforms. Just send us a message. Be like, yo, I just listened to, uh, I just listened to the podcast episode with Dr. Julia, and it blew my mind. Here's what my takeaway was. Um, and 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 I also love the fact that you made the distinction that it's changed from 
women's health to pelvic health because it it's it's everybody like like that list that you gave us was every single person it was me mm-hmm. it was you it was everybody so um so this is amazing now for the students that are like okay because i remember when, when you shared this for our students in our coaching program they were all like uh can i learn more like we asked them we we're like would y'all want to learn more because this was already very saturated and amazing content like if you listen to this over and over again you'll pick up something new that that's how value rich this was but for students that are like you know what like i would actually like i didn't even know what pelvic health pt was prior to this i didn't maybe i thought that it was a little kind of subsection of the profession or something that was trendy but but, but not really like the baseline of how we should actually care for people. So now that I've listened to this, I actually want to learn more. So uh, where can they learn more? And I know you have um, a lot of value that you provide that is amazing for students. So uh, feel free to talk to them about that. um, And then ultimately uh, tell them how they can reach out to you and ask you questions if they have any. So um, I will give you that platform before we wrap it up. Yeah, awesome. So Um, I'll start by saying I love to connect and talk with students all the time. I do it pretty much every day. So if you have any questions whatsoever, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love to hear about your goals, dreams, and aspirations. Tell me who you're passionate about working with. Tell me, you know, the dream that you have for your future. And I can tell you how pelvic health can help you achieve that dream, basically. Um, If you have any interest in working with people, uh, the skills that you can learn from pelvic health will only strengthen and bolster um, the skills that you can provide. It will only make you a better PT and better able to serve your patients and clients. Um, And that's what we want. Um, As I mentioned before, pelvic health is a movement. It's a mission. Um, The pelvic health community is very tight knit and extremely supportive. And that's because we're all on mission together. We want to spread a message of hope and healing to every corner of our global society. And if you're a student who's listening like you have so much power and so much potential to do that, even as a student. Um, so I created a lot of coursework because I saw a need. Uh, I started organizing kind of my thoughts and my wisdom from pelvic health and my clinical expertise and knowledge when I started working with my very first or my first five students. And they were all in PT programs where pelvic health was not offered. And essentially they reached out to me and they were like, hey, we're interested in pelvic health. Um, our schools don't offer any public health education. Like we're on social media. We know this is really cool. This is growing, but like, we're not learning anything about it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And um, they were looking for a path that at the time did not exist. And I knew that I knew that from my journey as well, because when I was in their shoes, looking for the path, it wasn't there. And as I mentioned, I am an idealist. If things can be better, I'm going to do everything I can to make them better. I'm going to elevate the bar. And I was like, all right, if there's no path, maybe I can make one. So that is essentially what I have done um, and continue to do and really strive to do well. So um, if you're looking to connect with me, there are tons of programs that I offer online. Uh, The most popular and really my my baby of this this whole process is the Pelvic Health Kickstarter Academy, as Joseph mentioned in my intro. Uh, It is everything that I wished I would have had as a pre-PT interested in pelvic health, as a PT student realizing, wow, we're not talking about this in my PT classes. Or I've had so many students tell me that like in their musculoskeletal classes in PT school, literally on the slides, there's just black boxes over the pelvic floor. And like, they don't talk about it. Like that's insane. If this is your experience, 
don't let that don't let that be your experience you can change this if you have a hunger for information if you want to reach your full potential if you want to be the best pt you possibly can get the knowledge and education resources that you need and if you need a path to do that i would love to partner with you walk that path with you and give you everything that i can to help you on your journey if you have a passion for changing the world uh, because that's really what public health is it is world change if you have a passion for that then then we are on mission together and i would love to to meet you and chat with you so best ways to reach me um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm there all the time. It's uh, at your pelvic health mentor. So your underscore pelvic health underscore mentor. You can also go to my website, which is pelvichealthkickstarters.com. And uh, we also have a free Facebook group. So you can find our Facebook group. It's pelvic health kickstarters. From any of those platforms, you will see all the things that I'm offering continuously. So I have free master classes. So if you like this conversation and you're like, hey, I want to learn more come hang out with me and get some free education. I really just want to scatter these truths around like confetti. Um, so come pick some up, come pick up some truth. Um, if you're interested in the Academy, you can get all the information at my website or on Instagram. Um, and there's a lot of other programs involved uh, with that too. So yeah, come hang out. Wow. 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 Y'all listen, take her up on it. Uh, so so, so I'll end with this and then we'll be done here. Um, and then y'all share this out because this was absolutely amazing. Um, so uh, we have students in our program and y'all like, like when I coach people, I always like want them to do the best in everything they do, right? So um, we have students that are part of our coaching program, the Accepted System, who um, who are just trying to elevate themselves. And, and there's one student who actually um, is a, a PT student now. Um, and she was like, she basically told me this story a few days ago where um, she was recalling a, a point during one of her rotations where she was like, um, I saw something that I never want to experience as a physical therapist. Basically, mm. she uh, was in a setting um, and uh, she, some of the PTs were telling her, hey, you only have to like this 10%. You only have to like what you do 10% and then just stick it long enough to I don't know, retirement or whatever package comes at the end, which, which to me is a very terrible, and obviously that's an extreme example, but, but, but that, that's what happens when we do things half-heartedly, we do things without really finding purpose, we do things, I mean, just, y'all, like, like, just understand that if you guys want to really serve people and help people, figure out how to really, really help them, um, and then, and, and then learn the tools to actually do those things, like, for people that actually are passionate about it. Like I can, like, 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 I hope that y'all could sense that, that in this conversation, there was nothing but straight passion, <laughs> like from Dr. Julia. So, 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 so if y'all have an inkling of like interest and you're like, you know what? I just want to like level myself up because I've never heard this before. You're probably not going to learn it in school. And if you do, it'll probably be just a little brush over a uh, 30 minute presentation. So um, I would take, Julia up on every single thing that she just presented to you because um, the students that have done that, I've been listening to what they've been saying. Like, I, and it's been unreal. Just the level of peace. That specific student was like, I feel so much more excited. Like, I feel excited to be a PT now. Like, I feel like I'm in so much more control. I feel, you know, all the different things that she was starting to worry about as a PT student, she was like, 
this literally has shifted my life. So um, y'all, that's just one small snippet. So if you're like, I want to level myself up, I want to learn more. I want to understand how the body really works. I want to understand where the, the center of movement really comes from. I, I want to understand how to actually really, because if I'm getting into this profession, because I really want to help people, I want to figure out how to really, really help people um, so that when they come to work with me, I'm able to really transform their life in a way that um, many others won't because they haven't learned this stuff. So uh, don't wait until your physical therapist, don't wait until PT school teaches you because they won't uh, learn now. Uh, and I can think of no one better than Dr. Julia. So um, hope y'all enjoyed this episode, Julia. Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Um, this has been amazing. To be honest, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we might get so many questions. We, we might have to bring you in again to do like a Q&A or something. Oh, but, I would uh, love that. I, mean, I would hey, love that, that so much. <laughs> that would be super cool. So, uh, so if y'all want that, Hit us up, send us, send us messages yes. and let us know that y'all want a Q and A and we can set this up in the future. But um, this has been amazing. Um, and for those of y'all listening, you already know where to find our stuff. Go to uh, preptgrind.com for um, literally everything we do. Go follow us on every social media platform. Type in pre-PT grind and you will find us. But more importantly, um, go to preptsecrets.com if you want to figure out how to get into PT school. Because uh, a lot of you guys uh, that have been reaching out to us feel stuck. You're like, I don't know what else to do. Like I've tried, I've gotten rejected. I've been struggling with my classes. So we want to make it as straightforward as possible. It's not easy, but it's super, super possible because mm. um, everything that is worthwhile uh, um, has that potential. So we want to show you the path. Uh, and y'all, you guys got so much value. This might be the only podcast episode you can need to listen to for the rest of the year. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, y'all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Uh, share this out. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thank you, Dr. Julia. Yes, and we'll thank you guys you so on much. the next episode. See Bye, you. guys. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.